Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron, Boomtron. podcast are employed by Netflix, Boomtron. nor do they have any business Boomtron. ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment Boomtron. purposes only, and all Netflix, Netflix news and information that is shared is simply with all. these three Yahoo's found online. Boomtron, bet you're never gonna move on, just a few guys talking about the originals, yo. Pick your favorite show, we can put it on, we know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome back to another episode of the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 15. I'm Diego. I'm joined by Damon and Amy. Hello, everybody. Is that a milestone or we had a milestone of 10? That's like dating. You only get like little, you don't get the little milestones, only the big ones. Just the big ones. 10, 20, So the next one's 25. Is that what you're saying? I think so, yeah. Okay. We can go with that. How you guys been? What have you guys been doing? Netflix and Eating turkey? Yeah. Watching Christmas movies? Getting decorated, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So what do you guys got for news? All right. I have one which we all knew was coming. The Office is finally leaving Netflix at the end of 2020. Um, you know, it. my kids love this, and they'll watch the heck out of it over and over and over. But for me, I mean, I've watched it enough. I'm okay with that. So it's not a big deal for me, but The Office will be on its own streaming platform. Oh, really? Now that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised. Oh, well, if they're if NBC's taking it for themselves, that makes sense. I have to yep. be honest. I'm surprised Netflix didn't put up a bigger fight because with my students, we talk a lot about what we're reading and what we're watching. And I, The Office is the number one show that my students are watching every yeah. year. And so I feel like it keeps being rediscovered by new groups of people i don't think anybody's going to subscribe to the nbc service just for the office but on netflix i think they'll new groups of people are are discovering it all the time the problem is i mean there's no fight they can put up they don't own it right exactly (laughs) i know you're right they could have offered a billion dollars it just doesn't matter now if i understand correctly though i mean isn't the office still on the is is it still going to have repeats on like whatever channel it's on was that tbs tnt wherever that is or no that's the information i don't know okay because with with all these new streaming like youtube right i can just set it to record all the offices and they'll just kind of sit out there forever i mean honestly right so yeah that's true but it is sad it is sad i love the office okay all right well that is sad news my my news is that the British government, I, I talked about the crown last time, as a, you might have missed, in preparation for season four. The British government has asked Netflix to put like disclaimer warnings on every episode, stating that it is purely fiction. Um, and one of the comments that I saw was one representative from the, the government, from parliament, said that they were worried that people who didn't live through the events are going to think that it's a true representation of what's happening. I I just find this fascinating because movies are made all the time that are based on reality. And people know that unless they're watching a documentary, there's like a Hollywood element to it. I Google everything that happens in The Crown. Like my search history is basically... Did Queen Elizabeth really do this? Did Princess Margaret really do that? Because I'm Googling everything that's happening trying to figure out what's real and what's not because I know that it's a show. It feels like a, like a, what you so afraid of kind of move. Like, I don't know. It just, it's a, it's really interesting to me that they felt like they had to put out a statement saying in every episode, this isn't real. So I thought that was an interesting little, uh, little tidbit of news. Okay. 
And, and for me, the news is kind of just a confirmation of what we talked about last episode about Dasher Lily and that they're actually going to start up production on the next season in February. So in just a couple months, uh, they'll start working on season two, which is, I guess, okay. You know, I thought it was cute. Interested to see where they go from here, but we'll see. Okay. We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. All right. So what do you guys have been watching? What have you been watching these last few weeks? Thanksgiving? Ooh. What not? I don't know. Do we let the, the lady that's got like a million of them go first? Sure. Um, I'd be happy to. Uh, I'd be happy to share with you the information that I learned um, actually doing my job here for the podcast. <laughs> so starting out with uh, some of the kids shows that I watched, Boss Baby Back in Business season wait, wait, four. Right, hold on. I have a question though. I have okay. a question that's on Boss Baby. So there's a new Boss Baby. What, what has that done to you? Nothing. What do you mean? What has it done? What do you mean? Like, you understand there's a new movie coming out with a new boss baby. I do. I do. Okay, so what does that mean? I do. In the grand scheme of life, I don't think it means anything. It's entertainment. <laughs> it's a show. In, 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 your, in your boss baby fandom, what does that mean? I don't know. We'll have to say. We'll have to, I'll have to watch it and see what I think about it. You're going to have to pick a side, Amy. I, I don't need to pick a side yet. I've got to watch it first, and then I can pick a side. I'm not going to pick okay. a side before I give it a chance. Where's your loyalty here? Well, right to, now, to, my to loyalty is... Baby. Right now, my loyalty is with the Netflix show. That is where my loyalty lies right now. And season four was great. It was great. The baby is now the CEO of Baby Core, And in season four, he's really trying to balance giving 100% to his family and 100% to the job. The message is definitely more for adults than it is for kids, but it's just as enjoyable as every other season of the show. I don't know what it is about this show that makes me love it so much, but I really, really do. And season four was just as good as all the other episodes or other seasons. I also watched Rescue Riders, Huskalore Holiday. Um, And this was a great one too. It's It's time to celebrate Odin Yule, which is the Rescue Rider Vikings holiday of giving. But as you can imagine, something goes wrong every day of Odin Yule because it's a multi-day celebration. So the Rescue Riders have to fix everything to save the holiday. It's a great standalone holiday episode. You don't have to have watched the seasons of the show in order to enjoy this episode. The characters are just as delightful as ever. And it was just a really nice story uh, with a, you know, a great holiday kind of message. I also watched Alien Christmas, which I wasn't too sure of about. Did. <laughs> of course I did. Wasn't too sure about it, but it was it was it was my least favorite of the kids shows that I watched this time, but it wasn't terrible. It's this alien race called the Kleptos, and they go around the universe stealing things. So super mm, original that's there. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, but they set their sights on Earth because they've kind of stolen everything else in the universe. And they decide to build a machine that's going to reverse Earth's gravity. And when all the stuff on Earth goes out into space, they have a huge vacuum that's going to gather it all together. And so in scanning the Earth, they see that there's a lot going on at the North Pole and Santa's workshop. So that's where they're going to build this machine. And they send their smallest, clumsiest alien who wants to prove that he's a tough guy to set it up. It was cute. Um, it wasn't terrible. It was, it was the Grinch story. It was 100% the Grinch told through aliens. So it was exactly what you'd expect. And like they even had a scene where... In The Grinch, there's a scene where his heart grew, you know, and and there's a scene like that in this movie as well, except for his color returns because the kleptos have lost all their colors as they 
stop giving this and only taking. Terrible. It it wasn't terrible. It was kind of cute. It wasn't fantastic, but it was kind of cute. On a completely different note, I watched, and I think one of you watched it, but maybe not, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Did either of you watch that or did I make that no, up? Okay, I, I made that up. You made that up. I do that sometimes. Um, it was based on the 1969 trial of the men who were arrested at the Vietnam protests at the Democratic National Convention in 1968. So this is another one where my husband and I just were madly Googling everything to separate fact from fiction. And the truth was, a lot of the fact was almost more disturbing than the fiction. The railroading, the unfair trial of these men, it was bananas. And it was really hard to watch at times, but this was excellent excellent so if you like history if you're interested in that kind of stuff this was an excellent excellent movie then i watched um the princess switch switched again oh, yeah, there's one that i tried to watch that was terrible so i had to go back i hadn't seen the first one i had to go back and watch the first one and in the first movie we find that there's this baker who is the doppelganger for a woman who has to marry a prince for political reasons um and so you know it's it's freak it's the parent trap it's yes, every movie like that terrible it, it was not it was cute um in the second one now we have a third doppelganger that enters yeah, which the is mix. Ridiculous. It was so ridiculous the setup that I again I watched like fifteen minutes and I was like, I'm out. Like this is just bad. In the first fifteen minutes you don't even get to the third doppelganger, I don't think. You know about her. Then maybe I, know. I watched maybe I watched a little more than fifteen yeah. minutes, but it was just so terrible. Like so, we've seen this before. Right, better, but but that's the with thing. Better people. Yes, but that's the thing. You know what's gonna happen. So when you watch a movie like this, you don't watch it like with a critic's eye, like But I don't need a critic's eye but I don't need to get a worse version of something uh, I've already seen. I don't know. I thought it was cute. The third <laughs> doppelganger comes in and she wreaks havoc on the relationships that they established in the first movie. Um, it's basically... There's going to be the switched again again and yeah. there's going to be... A- quintuplets or, Abs- I mean, excuse me absolutely going to be something with babies it's basically as my daughter and i watched it one of our favorite barbie movies is barbie the princess and the pauper which is based on the prince and the pauper by mark yes. twain um and so i mean that's what this was and it was campy it was silly it was utterly predictable but if you don't have high expectations it's great it was a great movie um, you just said great diego <laughs> this is a movie that was terrible okay look she didn't even give it a good she just I went straight to great because the wife was watching it, and it was, it was just, you know, I only have so much space for those kinds of movies. Like mm-hmm. those I hear you. Traditional, Hallmark, you know what's going to happen even before you even start watching it. See, uh, and I, I, I find those I movies... I can't do it. All for time. me, I, I sometimes they're almost necessary because I need brain candy. I need something that I can watch that I don't have to think about. The books that I read are often kind of heavy. A lot of the stuff that I watch can be. So sometimes I really need to make space for those movies where I know what's going to happen. I don't have to think too much about it. I can just watch it and giggle along and be like, oh, that was cute at the end. And that's what this yeah. was. So I liked it. Then we had season two of Virgin River, which I have been waiting for for so long. I loved season one. David was waiting for that, right? That's what he posted on Facebook that he couldn't wait for Virgin River. That's what I saw. I, I, you know, it's it's funny. I just it's it's not my thing. Like because she's a nurse practitioner, I am scared that there could be gross stuff. I I don't know. There is absolutely no gross stuff in this show. 
There really yeah. is not. Mel, and so season one, Mel is a nurse practitioner from the big city. She takes a job in this little town of Virgin River. It, it feels like that, that comedy that was on ABC with, um, oh, I don't know. I, I forget the name. Where they, they get the Ant's Farmhouse. Oh, live out in the Bless country. This Mess? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I never saw that one. I didn't okay. see that, but... So she moves to Virgin River after the death of her baby and the death of her husband. And in season one, you get to know the locals and you really get to love them. They're all very lovable characters. She meets Jack, who's this dreamy mountain man bar owner. In season two, everybody's story develops further and you fall in love with more of the characters. And the good thing about Virgin River is this. This is one of those shows where even the minor characters have really solid storylines and they're given enough screen time to follow them through. Like, yeah, Mel is the main character by far, but every of the minor characters has almost equal screen, screen time. So you really can follow them through, which is part of what I really like about this show, because it's not just one person. Like, I want to know what's happening with everybody. It's based on Robin Carr's book series, and I really enjoyed the book series. I just enjoyed it. If you're someone who enjoyed Sweet Magnolias, um, I think Virgin River is just a tad better than Sweet Magnolias, um, but along the same kind of genre. So then I watched, uh, <laughs> I have two more. Then I watched Christmas on the Square. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, all right, yeah. Scrooge. So Christmas on the Square <laughs> is one that Damon was really hyping up. I was up. excited for her because yeah. I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. I love the parks. You know, I like listening to her Christmas stuff and all that. I couldn't do it. Um, I got about, again, another 15 minutes in. The, the problem was I think I would have been okay with it as a musical, which is what it was, right? I would have been fine. But Dolly's character is so out of place yeah so out of place from what she's doing to what she's wearing just it, it's just so out of place it i don't even know what to say so it's, it's basically again another grinch story but the addition of dolly's character also makes it a little bit of a christmas carol but not really mm -hmm. and i agree with you and so the story is Regina is the daughter of this man who owned a town, and when he died, she gets the town. But, it's too yeah. painful for her to be there, so she's selling it. The town is rising up against her. But why are people all mad? They get they're getting checks, right? That's the weird. Thing. But but it's, but not it, everything's about money. They love but this if you town. Own a business, yeah, I don't know. For me, that was also a little bit of a stretch because I feel like if you're coming around handing out big old checks. Mm, I no, don't know how mad they they is. live in this small town. Their families have owned these businesses forever. They want to pass on the businesses to their children. You can they pass don't want on a big check. Nah, too. I don't. I think there's something to be said for for family and for for tradition it, it, and passing things down. What I'm saying is, down. out of all those people, everyone was mad. There definitely would have been a few people that would have been like, "Hmm, big check. All right, cool." Well, there probably would have been. You're right. <laughs> anyway. Um, I I also love Darley Parton. I love everything about her, and I wanted to love this so much. But this movie was too. a lot, like a lot, a lot. It was and over I the top. Some of the characters—that's the thing. I, I didn't I like some of, some of the characters. Even the lyrics to the songs 
were not quite right. Like even, I could have watched the choreography all day. The choreography was by Debbie Allen. The dancing was great. If they just danced the whole hour and a half, two hours, I would have been well, great with it. Well, that's the other thing. It was a little long. Yeah, but the the even the songs were kind of off. The rhymes were I, off. And it I felt just... like they could have definitely knocked this out as an hour episode, which got knocked down to 40 minutes. And I, yes. I could have been in on 40 minutes. But I just feel like Dolly's character was just so like extra you're right it was just she was too much of what they wanted her to be it was just extra i will say there was a twist at the end that i did Uh not see coming i and i can normally sniff out a twist i did not sniff out this twist until right before they revealed it to us so maybe that's the redeeming thing here but that's interesting it was it was just a lot it was and i'll remind me after the show and i'll tell you what the twist was but it was a lot the last one that i watched was over Christmas, and I actually just watched it this morning. I, I didn't sleep well, so I was up at like four. Um, over Christmas. This was awesome. It's only three episodes. It was an easy binge. It's not for kids. Um, it's from Germany, and it's this young man who lives in Berlin, and he goes home to his town of Eiffel every year uh, during Christmas. He loves going home. He loves Christmas. He loves he loves all of it. So he works at like a call center. He's an aspiring musician who left this small town to go to Berlin to make it big. He's not really making it big. He's working as like a telemarketer at a call center for some kind of, I think for Wi-Fi routers or something. Um, and he goes home. He's so excited. He goes home and he finds out, and this is not really a spoiler, but he finds out that his brother is now dating his ex-girlfriend. And he and this girlfriend dated for five years. They broke up a year ago. And now the brother's dating her. And she's coming home for Christmas with the brother. And then there's other family things that come up while he's home. And he just kind of loses it. He is a likable, sympathetic character. You're rooting for him the whole time, even when he's behaving badly. It's funny like it was there was there were parts where I laughed out loud. It was funny. It was touching. It was just a really, really good story. Really enjoyable. I love series and movies from other countries because the towns are always so beautiful. Um, so that was kind of nice to watch this town that he lived in as well. It was I loved everything about this show. Again, not really for kids, um, but a great three episode series that I think really anybody would enjoy. Like there's, I can't think of an adult audience that unless you just hate life, Damon, you might not like it. Um, but it's, (laughs) it's, uh, it was going to watch it. (laughs) Didn't make it there. It was a really, really good show. A really good show. And that's, that's that's all I watched that you guys didn't watch. So. Well, that's good. I got to read up about the twist while Amy oh, was okay. going on. So all that right. was that was good. Can, can I go next? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I caught a few other shows um, besides the one that Amy watched, and again this time around, I just wasn't really, I wasn't keen on any of them really. I did Sugar Rush Christmas, which had some new episodes coming out, and you know I, I like Sugar Rush, and I, I love these sort of you know, baking, decorating shows, but now I've become a little bit of a snob and Sugar Rush was just, it was just a little too much of the same thing again. I mean, I watched it and it was fine, but it just wasn't something that I would definitely continue to watch again, if that makes sense. I I don't, I don't know. The other thing I watched was Holiday Home Makeover with Mr. Christmas. I wanted it to be something else and it just wasn't what I wanted it. I wanted it to kind of be a show about decorating like you know christmas light fight sort of ish 
and it was not there was a lot more about the families and kind of what was going on in their life and not as much about the decorating and the decorating was just i don't know kind of kind of campy some of it to be honest with you i just didn't love it not that you know not that i didn't really want to hear about the families but that's not what i had in mind when i kind of signed on for this i i thought i was signing on for something a little different so those are the two ones that i watched i'll, I'll let diego kind of uh, meander his way into the other one that we watched together the we are champions yeah yeah uh i i enjoyed it it's kind of similar to the last one that i, I thought it was watched. better though it was it was i don't know if it's because the competitions were more unique or just different or they weren't like really sports related yeah they were good though i thought like my son really liked the yo-yo one like that, yeah, was, that cool. was the other one i would say was really good so can you guys what good. is the show about like what is the show because i haven't so seen it, any of it it pretty much explores like unique competitions from around the world so they have like a cheese rolling one yeah, a chili eating one you know the, the cheese rolling one looks like we were watching it, and it looks it's legit first, like we yeah. were watching it and like when and a certain angle, you're looking at the hill, and you're like, that doesn't look that steep. Oh, no, but when they was. start panning up, yep. and it's like a 45-degree steep angle, you're like, yo, like someone's breaking something. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I could go down that hill walking, let alone sprinting down that hill. I, I, like I said, I like this one far better than the other one. I thought it was, it was really fun. I, I like the yo-yo one, like you said. I thought that was really good. But there was, it just, it was just interesting. You know, a chili pepper eating contest. This, the frog jumping. <laughs> oh, the frog jumping was really good too. Yeah, that was crazy. I forgot about the frog jumping. I liked so, it. It was, it was good. It was very enjoyable. I think I liked it more than the other one. The other one seemed kind of slow. This one had a little bit more, I don't know, energy or maybe the commentating was better. I don't know. Yeah, it just, it I think was it was better. That, plus, we also got to see a little bit more of the actual you know, competition yes rather than yeah. being like led up by this long arduous discussion and then getting into the competition which we didn't even see all of like i felt more you know invested in the competition yes i could agree with that i could agree with that i enjoyed it so definitely uh recommendable you got any other shows d or you want me to go oh uh, you can continue to go i think that was it for me all right. Well, the besides we are the champions, the other show I watched was back into it, back into food finally, uh, called Flavorful Flavorful Origins, and it's uh, pretty much like a exploration of Chinese culinary food from different regions. Uh, there's been three seasons, so I didn't know about it until this third current season, and they had this one episode on um, uh, beef noodles. Where they go into how they make like the noodles from scratch and how you can make like a variety of noodles from like just this one little piece of dough. And it just looked so young. I've been talking about it with the wife for like months about I want to go to like a ramen place to get like real good ramen soup. Uh, so this, this was right up my alley. So very good. The food looked really good. Uh, just watching food made from scratch is always, uh, I don't know, very enjoyable for me. So. That was really good. The next one I saw was Voices of Fire. And <sighs> I wanted to watch that. So, I mean, I wanted to good. watch that, too. I couldn't get anybody to watch it. Amy, with me Amy, home. I think I think I think this would be right up your alley. Yeah, I think so. Um, because, you know, you, you do the, the bell ringing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I just 
for me, like the auditions at one point, I, I like I can't watch any more auditions because not that the singers were bad. It's not like any other singers where like you had all the good singers and then you see like all the joking singers who like think they can sing. No, like everyone in the auditions could sing, but I just felt like everybody sang the same song. So like every other song was the same song for the audition. I was like, I can't keep hearing the same song over and over and over and over again. So like I lost a lot of interest there watching the auditions because were they supposed very... to sing the same song no like i don't know and, and and my wife said like maybe like they were only allowed to sing a certain like they had a list of songs and you had to pick from one of those songs that sounds like it would be i mean i am the musical I don't know. director maybe for the I'm spring you... musical and that's what we do we say here is the song you're singing because we know what the music is that will be in our show and we want to make sure yeah. that the people who are trying out can sing that but like all right, we're doing Beauty and the Beast. It's awesome if you can sing a song from Aladdin, but can you sing the song from Beauty and the Beast? Right. So, you know. And I don't know a lot about gospel music in terms of what songs are like part of that. So I don't know if they're, I don't know. But again, the voices, the people singing were great. Uh, the other thing, and I felt like it was kind of like a false advertisement, is like it says that the, the, the bishop, um, Ezekiel Williams, is like, putting together this like very mixed choir, non-traditional gospel choir with the help of his nephew, Pharrell. Yo, Pharrell was in the, Pharrell was like in two episodes. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's interesting it. because he's definitely advertised as being like a big part of the show. Yeah. And he's like an executive producer and he's there at the, at the final performance and he's there at like maybe the first episode and then like another episode. And then you'll see like that he ends up like taking this group like on tour, like around the world and stuff. Uh, but as far as like him being part of the process, you don't really see him as part of the process. Right, so that was kind of like, Meh. I might uh, keep it on my the, list, but nah. And then the other thing that kind of bugged me a little bit about the show, was, like at the last performance, I thought we were going to get like a full episode of the whole performance. And you kind of just get snippets of like, people that they focused on throughout the whole like season and stuff. So that kind of, that was kind of like, Oh, I want to see like the whole performance. Like I, I invested my time into the show. I want to see the whole performance. Uh, so that kind of bugged me a little bit, but it was good. It was all right. Uh, and then the last show that I watched on my own was the Kevin Hart zero F's given. And if you like Kevin Hart, you know, this, this should be right up your alley, entertaining, funny. There was some downtime where the thing, the jokes were kind of not funny, but Kevin Hart's kind of like a storyteller, so you kind of have to just stay with it to get to like the punchline. But overall, it was very good. It was funny. I enjoyed it. Kevin Hart did his thing again for me. So, all right, all right, all right. You guys ready to go into Spoilerville? Oh, oh yes. Sure. Warning. 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 That's right, everyone. You know what that sound means. That means we are going into Spoilerville. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for Don't Listen, Hillbilly Elegy, The Christmas Chronicles 2, you should fast forward to around the 50 minute and 10 second mark to see what you may have missed, what's coming up on our list, and then best in show, Spoilerville, coming up. Amy, do you want to start off with Don't Listen? Yeah, let's start with that. Let's let's right. finish on Christmas Chronicles. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, Amy, we've been searching far and wide yep. for a legit scary movie. Yeah. Something that would kind of, you know, 
get you kind of being like, uh-uh, nope, this is mm-hmm. not for me. Nope, get out. Did this one do it for you? It did. I mean, it wasn't the scariest thing I've ever seen, but it was scary enough that when it was over, um, both my 19-year-old and I had to go to the bathroom. And so <laughs> she, she and I decided to accompany each other there because... <laughs> We were, I mean, again, we, we definitely watched it with the right, like we watched it around midnight The my, my husband, my 19 year old daughter, and then my 14 year old son, we all watched it around midnight, lights out, everything. And it was Netflix did a really good job with this. I, I thought this was great. So just some background. So it's this family that moves into this massive home in Southern Italy where the father, the father's business is flipping houses. And so he starts to flip this house and almost from the minute they move in, the young son starts to hear these voices over the walkie-talkie. And it's usually, we find out, his dad's voice telling him that he hates him. And so the kid is getting in trouble at school and the family hires this therapist to come talk to him. And after the first session, as she's driving home, we see her become like almost possessed and then she drives into a tree and dies. And then the parents... Possessed by what? Possessed by what? By a fly. I, I a mean, freaking a, a, fly. a fly now, crawls in her ear, right? Now, if I see a fly, <laughs> it's like, I don't like flies to begin with because right? they're annoying. Right. Now, it's like, that's it. Don't well, even come near And as fly. soon as they're showing the house, there's like this dark spot on the wall that flies are congregating. And you know, any horror movie that has flies, like, there's your evil. So... Later, when the parents are talking to the boy and they're like, well, we're going to have her come back, you know, every week. And he's like, well, she can't. She's dead. And the parents are like, what? And then they call and they find out, sure enough, she's dead. And these voices continue. And one night the dad awakens and he hears the gate around the pool banging. He goes out and he finds his son dead in the pool. And so he's beside himself. His wife is beside himself. The wife leaves to go be with her parents, which immediately starts to make me wonder, like, is this going to be a pet cemetery? Like, the kid (sighs) dies. The wife leaves. Is this kid coming back to life? Um, He didn't. But And then he's alone in the house and the dad continues to hear the boy calling for help through the walkie-talkie. And so the dad sees like this interview earlier in the movie with this paranormal researcher guy and this guy and his daughter come to the house and they find that the house is the site of these witch trials and there's this one witch that's haunting the house it it was like there were so many parts in this where i was like (laughs) like they they would be showing you like the person and then like behind them you could just see like these floating feet or oh my god oh my god the scene where so before the mom leaves, or the mom had left, and then the mom comes back, and she's she in the boys' looking room. At the bed. Oh my gosh! So she's yeah. like, she hears something, and she <laughs> looks under the bed, and there's yes. like these dead feet standing there. And so then she like stands up, and she looks on top of the bed, and there's nothing there. And she goes back down, and there's the feet. She goes back up, and then she goes back down. And there's the feet, and then the feet climb up onto the climbing. bed. Yo, oh word. my god! Oh my god! It was there were so many scenes like that. This was a really good scary movie. I loved it. It I did a it. really good job of not just like the the jump scare where like things would pop up and the music would be like that. Right. But it also did like that scene right there, like the suspense of like, don't yes. look under the bed again. Stop right. it. Just leave. Just leave. Those feet aren't live. Those, those feet aren't there. You need to go. Right. Right. Oh like, my God. It was so good. It was so yes, good. I, 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 I think I'm finally uh, satisfied in terms of finding a really yes. good, suspenseful, scary. Like it had a good mix of like 
all those elements that you look for in a scary movie, the suspense, the jump factor, the story, like the story was good. Like yeah. if a scary movie makes you question things, like right now I'm like, I don't want to see a fly. Right. Like, I, like, like, right. Like, I'm suddenly looking at it, all of my nine-year-old's drawings. Like, is this, <laughs> is this prophetic? Like, is what he just drew going to happen here? What's going on? Because that's the yeah, other thing. And, like and at the end of the really movie. There's a really big twist there at the end. I mean, I know we're oh. in Spoilerville. I don't know. Yeah, if I'm not going to give it away. Where you see oh. kind of like how the boy ended up drowning. And right. I don't know. I don't know. I know it's Spoilerville, but yeah, I, that's such a good twist. I like that twist, so I think I'm going to leave it aside. But I will say that the signs of the way that drowning happened are there at the beginning, mm-hmm. the way things happen. They they are throughout the whole thing. throughout the, And that's what I love about it. Like, they literally told you the whole time. And we missed the signs just like the dad missed the signs. Yeah, 100%. You it know? was good. It was good. It had that. It, it had was. that like a uh, haunting of Hill House, suspense thriller. Like you did it. Like the scary ass. Like feeling of that, and I. I liked that. I like. Right. I really liked it about this. So, definitely, highly, highly, highly recommend. If you're if you're looking for a scary movie, and you've been disappointed in October and then most of November. Don't listen. Is should should be right up your alley. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, if this had been released a month ago, it would have been this would have been this a would have perfect, been a perfect October movie. scary movie. Yeah, why, why did they do that? Was yes. it? Was it, a, it was, you yes. said it was not a U.S. film, though, right? It's no, not. It's not. Yeah, but it was yeah. really good. Really good. Kudos to them. Uh, very well done. So two thumbs up all the way for me. Yes. Yes. Me too. All right. Me too. All right. Damon, you wouldn't have liked it. You would have been, you would have been done. Yeah, I'm starting to get like, I, yes. I'm starting to get like a little mad, like that I'm not watching scary stuff. So I might have to, I might have to jump in there. It's not going to keep me up at night. Oh. Like that stuff doesn't, that does, that doesn't do it for me. It's just, it can't be gross. It's not. Uh, no, it's not gross. Eh. No, you can't I, be like ripping people's hearts. No, 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 Watch this, hundred percent. Okay, I'm gonna tell him that. Yeah, he should watch it. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. My 14 year old loved it. I wouldn't be surprised. They were like, "That wasn't scary, yo." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how all kids are. Though. <laughs> all right, so totally on the other side of the spectrum, not scary. Hillbilly elegy. <sighs> It made yeah. me feel dirty. I can't even talk about it. Like, it what just, do you mean? What do you mean? Made you feel dirty? It just dirty? did. It just made me feel dirty. Like I don't know. I didn't. What do you mean yeah, by that? I, yeah. I mean, I just felt like it was so. Um. I, I don't know what even word to use to kind of get my point across. It just felt like it was like knocking. A whole, I don't want to say segment of the population. I, I don't even. Well, it is. I mean, that's the purpose. Of, did you read the book? No. Did, did you read the book? Okay, so that's like the whole purpose of the book, right? J.D. Vance is this I guy who it. grew up in Middletown, Ohio. But it just felt like it he's... was, like, it, it was about knocking that, not about what he accomplished. I, I don't know. It just made me feel dirty. I, I didn't really like. But it, it wasn't supposed. So, so here's the interesting thing. So the book. So Amy, hold on. Before you, you you read the book. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. 
I did. So the book is about this guy, J.D. Vance. He grew up in Middletown, Ohio, and he's reminiscing on his childhood with his super dysfunctional family. The family is originally from Appalachia, right? And then his family moves to Middletown. Like, he grew up in Middletown. He only goes back to Appalachia, like, every now, like, once or twice a year to visit family. Like, he doesn't live there. They live in Middletown, Ohio, where a lot of people have transplanted, right? He talks about that a lot in the, in the book. The book's a memoir, but it doesn't focus just, like, on his memories. He talks a lot about political, social theory, about, like, why, and I'm making quote signs here, hillbillies are the way that they are. Um, he talks a lot about, you know, the the leaving of... of in, the industry and when factories shut down, the impact that it has on poverty and jobs. He talks about welfare. He talks about, it's, I didn't love the book. I liked the book. I love books that are about um, like the Great Depression or depressed part of the country or people trying to get by. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I just, I love books like that. I loved the book Educated. I didn't love this book. And I was really curious how this was going to translate into a movie because it wasn't a memoir that was like a long story of his life. So what it seems like they did with the movie is they cherry-picked the parts of the book that focused on his mom, and they tried to string together a movie about this abusive, unwell, addict mother and her son, and the son escaped his blue-collar family in town. And it, I don't think that they did a great job with that because, again, it's not... I was shocked when I heard they were making it into a movie because it's not that kind of a book. I, I don't know. It was very... And I love... I mean, I love Ron Howard. So I'm like, okay, well, Ron Howard's doing it. It's going to be great. I love Glenn Close. I love Amy... I'll watch anything Amy Adams is in. But this just didn't even feel like a movie to me. And maybe if I had not read the book... I could have accepted it for what it was, but I really struggled with it because it just was so different from the book. Not different like they changed things, but just the things that they picked to portray. And I, I heard, I, 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 I saw yeah. something online about people complaining about that they didn't have all those aspects from the book in the movie. So that was a big complaint or big uh, people criticizing the movie because of that. And I didn't read the book. I didn't know anything going into it. I didn't know what it was going to be about. So I just I went in very I blind. Too. Yeah. Um. So I just took it for what it was, and it was just I thought it was like it was a good movie. Like I wanted to watch it. Like I didn't. There wasn't any point in the movie where I'm like, man, like this sucks. Or I was I was I was engaged in the movie. It was it was mm -hmm. it was good. Right. It was, I took it for what a movie. Like nothing else. Yeah. This is not my I don't type put, of movie. So I don't put any tough. messages to it. I just watch. And yeah. It yeah. was enjoy it was enjoyable to watch it to see how this guy, you know, made it. You know what I mean? And like I enjoy stuff like that like how rough life somehow you made it. Yeah, I do too. I do too normally. I, I don't know. And that's that's why I didn't I don't know. That that's why I read the book cuz I do too. Also, my dad grew up in a town in Ohio that was similar. Um a small blue collar town in Ohio. And so, and it's interesting because on Facebook, not on our page, but on I went to college in Ohio as well, and some of my friends who I went to college with who also grew up in Ohio in towns like this were talking about how excited they were because they loved the book because they really connected with it because this was 
stuff that they had experienced as well. And I don't know, it was just, I don't know. It, it made me, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it just didn't feel like a good translation of book to screen. Mm. And I know that's hard to do, but I think this was, again, I just find it to be a very strange choice because there's just not enough story there. And they kind of manipulated, they manipulated the memories to make a story. Like the, the things that were happening didn't happen in the order in which they happened in the movie. So they also not only cherry picked things, but then kind of rearranged mm. things too. I don't know. I mean, I wonder if I knew uh, that that would have changed the way I felt about watching it to be like, oh, well, that's maybe. not right. That didn't happen. But right. I guess since I didn't have that, I was just, you know, just watching something I knew nothing about pretty much, you know? Right. Uh, something right. that I thought was really cool that they did do. Uh, first, Glenn Close's performance in it as the grandma, oh, as, as Mama. Like, that was right. phenomenal. I thought she did an excellent right. job there. Um, and then if you watch the end credits when they're showing, like, real footage, they, like, the makeup or whatever they did to make Glenn Close look like Oh, my like gosh, the, she looked just she looked like her. just like his grandma in real life. Yes. And I was, I was, yes. just, I, I don't know, I was just blown away by how accurate that was. Uh, so agreed, hundred percent so agreed. I thought, I thought as a movie, as just standalone, forget the book, and I, I know that's hard to do. It was, it was, it was good. It was enjoyable. It was okay. nice. I liked the story. Always room for the underdog. I don't know that I would say it was nice. No, like nice to like just an, a good movie to watch. So okay, it was, it was okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Ready for the last one, D? I know you got some thoughts here on uh, Christmas Chronicle 2. <laughs> I do. So if someone want to lead me into it with a little uh, what it's about? Sure. So in the first movie, there's this brother and sister, um, Kate and Teddy Pierce, I think. Uh, I think the brother was Teddy. And they're trying to capture Santa on Christmas Eve. But the plan goes wrong and they have to try to save Christmas, which they do, of course. In this one, it's a couple years later and the mom is dating a new guy and the families both go to Cancun for Christmas, and Kate, the daughter, is really struggling with a new relationship. Meanwhile, at the South Pole, um, there's this elf that used to be one of Santa's elves that's gone bad, Belsnickel, and he is planning to steal the Star of Bethlehem, which is the source of the magic at Santa's village, and he wants to become the new Santa based out of the South Pole. So he kidnaps Kate and her soon-to-be stepbrother, and he takes them to the North Pole to distract Santa, and then he steals the star, and he wreaks havoc on Santa's village. Mrs. Claus That's kind of the background. Mrs. Claus's village, correct. Um, that's the background. So go ahead, Damon. So, tell us why it was awful. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that this is not a Christmas story. This is a horror okay. film. Okay. At the end of the day. What? Well, well. Okay. okay so let Let's start with I've I loved the scenery of the village and the North Pole was very well done. Yes, it's you beautiful. Know, the CGI was done. They had the worst snow I've ever seen <laughs> in my life in a movie. But they said it was fake snow. Like they were very no, no, clear no, 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 that no. it was fake snow. No, it's snow that's been shot puppet. out of cannons. It's still snow. And I'm not talking about just All in right. the village. I'm talking about outside the village. I'm talking about anywhere in the movie. That is the worst snow I've ever seen <laughs> in any movie. Is that So like when Kate and her brother get dropped into the it snow the initially worst. and then they get yes. up and there's like no snow sticking to them? 
You mean like that? Not only that, but then when they're brought inside and none of the snow melts or when they go to make snowballs and it doesn't really make a snowball and then you, you know, cut away to Santa Claus having a snowball. Terrible snow. The absolute worst snow I've ever seen. But here's what that movie is. It's gremlins in the North Pole. Look. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is something when you think about it, it is not necessarily a a kid's show. Like we we were laughing about some of these things. So you have Dasher almost dying, right? Pretty much. Okay. So which is crazy. But here's the thing. The, The elves are drugged and then they become maniacal with chainsaws and knives Okay, you, and a DJ this set. is this is in the movie and a DJ set and a DJ set. <laughs> you have Santa hunting the snow leopard, which is I don't even like. What is the snow leopard anyway? Like some? I don't think he's hunting. Like he's to hunting kill. the snow leopard just, in the beginning. He's chasing. He has him a down. nest. He has a net. He doesn't have like a gun he's or a spear. He's going to kill him at the end of the day. Mm, they they also so. they're going to play a game of chicken where they would run into each other and kill them. Okay. You have bombs and dying elves just dying everywhere with these bombs, these, you know, bombs. You have, you know, the gingerbread man blowing up sleds. You, you, it's crazy. There, there's elves with chainsaws chasing after people. What are they going to do with the chainsaws yet kill them? There's no other reason that they're chasing somebody with chainsaws. Okay. This is a horror film, and it's funny that it's a horror film. It was so interesting. Like, and then there's like the, just so some parts that are just so stupidly funny. Like, it did make me chuckle for its stupidity. Like, you have the gingerbread man, like going, "Oh mm-hmm. no!" as he's about to blow up the sleds. And here's the other right. thing: not only that, they pretty much destroy the world because they break the time continuum. She calls him dad in the airport, which there's no reason for her to do so. She then, you know, Kate then also mentions his last name in case he didn't, you know, get past the dad part. You know, he she goes into, you know, saying Pierce and all that. It, it just, right. that would have destroyed the world at that point. Like, that's how you break the maybe time. They ha- this maybe they have a film. different kind of rules like the Avengers This had. is the Earth. No. Not, you're like, not and, with the Avengers. No. Nope. And time, Back to the Future. They all have different rules for time travel, man. No. But again, the one thing that you can't do, which they didn't do in Back to the Future, right, is you don't go to the past and tell people that they're going to be dead. But it's Santa. It's Santa. And Santa's magic heals it everything. It doesn't heal the time continuum because if that was the case, he could have just went through time instead of needing the time Santa's magic ha- Santa's magic has to heal the time it, continuum. It, it doesn't. Because Santa is able to deliver presents all over the world in if one that, night. If, if that's not if that's the case, dealing with the time continuum, I don't know what is. Not, why is he not able to get back from 1990 until he gets the A, AAA batteries to fix the time twister? See, there's where you're wrong. This was a horror film. The little elves were gremlins. They were dying and chasing people and trying to stab them and kill them and murder them. And they were on drugs. And that's what this was. And it was hysterical because of what it was. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And I'm not not big on Christmas movies all that much. But I watched it with the whole family. Everyone enjoyed it. Uh, I think I think you're just looking too deep into it, man. Like you're expecting like some Academy Award winning performances, man. I'm not expecting drugged elves to try to kill people with chainsaws, though. That's th- what I'm not. And yeah, I think I'm they were just trying to and cut yeah, down you like, were... bridges and stuff so they fall. I don't think they, they were trying. They to were kill. chasing yeah, exactly. them into a house. No elves actually died. They were trying to kill. There were them. no dead and, elves. And here's the thing. Yes, there were. 
when they were throwing those no, bombs. Weren't. You don't think that they were dead? They weren't dead. They were dead. No, they weren't dead. They were not dead. They did not G.I. Joe style and get back up or no parachute, death. parachute no. out. They were dead. Those were dead elves. No, no they weren't. They were no. dead elves. And when they closed the door on the elves and then all of a sudden the chainsaws and the knives and the, the everything yeah, they were trying to, to cut the down door. the door. Yeah, get out of here. This was a horror film. This was a funny <laughs> horror film that just happened to be around Christmas in the North Pole. Maybe you guys should... It was definitely a little dark. Maybe you guys shouldn't watch but... Don't Listen, then. If this, if this was a horror <laughs> film, don't watch Don't Listen. <laughs> yeah, no. I, it was gorgeous, I, it, I, I mean, it was. It was thought... beautiful. And it was a little bit darker, but it was, a, it was a great story of redemption. And the fact that you are saying that this is a horror film and these elves are so terrible, and yet... You love Hawk from Cobra Kai Absolutely. and find him to be a sympathetic he, he, he character? He is what he is. Come on, man. He is man. what he is. Come I don't on. expect my elves to be drugged up, chainsaw-wielding chainsaw Neither do villains. they. They're showing how bad Belsnickel was. Belsnickel's doing this to the elves. This is a redemption story, right? It's about Belsnickel being able to find his, strangely, his humanity so that he would not be a human anymore. Um, no, but no, this was you know, maniacal elves. Speaking with of bad snow, you, you guys mentioned Dasher, and so I was watching this movie yeah. and I asked my wife, like, why isn't Rudolph ever in holiday movies? He wasn't an he elf. Sometimes he wasn't an elf. He wasn't in this yeah. one, and so mm-hmm. she 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 looked it up and she found that the name Rudolph actually he was never really part of the story uh, until no. some uh, like store. Created like some marketing campaign, blah, 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 blah. That's when they use Rudolph. And then when like, I don't know who the creator had passed away, they gave all the rights to Rudolph to the family. So the only time that Rudolph is ever really in it is when it's like a show or movie or cartoon or whatever about Rudolph. But he's right. never in just like a movie where there's reindeer, like Santa and his a reindeer. Right. This was definitely like the traditional lore. Oh, and I liked in this one how they went back, like how he talked about, or I guess Mrs. Claus talked about how he became Santa Claus. Like she yeah, goes that was way cool. back. That cool. I liked that. I thought that was nice. So, so enjoyable. Although Damon probably thought he was super creepy for going around and leaving things in kids' stockings. No, that was, that was okay. That was dark. That was dark. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know any Christmas shows that have elves trying to stab people, but, you know, hey, to each their own. I hey, man, people though, consider Die Hard a, a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but this was <laughs> Little Elves. And I thought everything was well done. I think from the look of it, it was it was very good. It was just comical the way that some of these things played out. Right. Yeah. It, it was no it was Rankin good. and Bones, I loved it. that's for sure. There was uh, chainsaws, no pulling teeth. There was... <laughs> <laughs> All right. All so, right. Amy, what have we might have missed, or what might we? Have uh, How could we have missed anything since she like talked for like two hours in the beginning? I, I didn't. It was more like twenty minutes. But anyway, I, my daughter and I watch. We will. I've mentioned this before. We watch. We love dance movies and dance shows and anything like that. And we found a French movie called Let's Dance, and it's about this hip hop dancer. <laughs> this hip-hop dancer that goes to this prestigious dancing school um, and winds up working with the ballet dancers on this hip-hop routine. He's supposed to get them to lighten up, and then they join him in this hip-hop competition. If you like dance movies, you'll really like this one. It's a mashup of every dance movie I've ever seen. How Not necessarily for kids. Um, it's pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. It's not terrible. 
Um, it's set in France. It's, I mean, it's dubbed. It's is it, is it like, not is it, well is dubbed. B-boy hip hop or like pop hip hop? Because, you know, Europe is, um, is into like a lot of that B-boy hip hop. So I was just curious. It's kind of a okay. mix. It's kind of a mix. It's, yeah, it was a bit of a mix. But I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And if you're just feeling like you don't have enough dance movies in your life and you'd like to watch another one, again, not necessarily for kids, um, but, but a good... A good dance movie. I really enjoyed this one. So if you missed it, it's called Let's Dance. All right. So what do we have next? My favorite section? That's right. Yes. All right. I guess I'm going to start about what I'm watching. So Big Mouth is coming out on Friday, which I will. That's season four. I actually like that. I didn't think I would like that, but I liked it. But I'm more excited for the holiday movies that made us, which is going to be season one of that. That looks super interesting. Um, I mean, there's wait, wait, wait. Things... One of you last time said that you weren't gonna watch that because that was Amy. You were, it was uh, me. You were okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. But I I watched a extended trailer for it, and now I think I want to see All it. Right. So. Um, there's some other Christmas things that I'm kind of like on the fence about that I might just like kind of try out and kind of see. Just another Christmas seems interesting. You know, where it's you know stuck in a time loop, sort of Groundhog Day mm-hmm. of Christmas. Angela's Christmas Wish. I think the only reason I want to watch this because it reminds me of one of my favorite Christmas movies, which is Yes, Virginia. It kind of looks the same in terms of just look, okay. so I'll try that out as well. All right. I think that, you know, there's a lot of other things. I will not be watching The Surgeon's Cut. I know that. I don't have to worry about that at all. Um, <laughs> I think I will try Alice in Borderland, though. Yes, I have that on my list. Yeah, I will try Alice in Borderland. And then there's, there's a bunch of other Christmas things I just... You know, I don't know how much I can actually get to, right. but we will definitely see. But those are the ones on my list, and, and I will not be watching Spirit Riding Free. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Spookly, because he's a friggin' pumpkin. Like, Yeah, I don't get a Spookly Christmas no. thing. That doesn't make sense to me. But I will be watching Spirit Riding Free, um, and I'll be watching The Surgeon's Cut. Yeah, I'm not. Even, I don't even want I, to hear about Surgeon's Cut. I'm not even going to be on that. I'm gonna watch it too, so we can really talk about it. Amy. <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe we can add some. Well, no, I was going to say video, but it's a podcast. Um, Amy's so gonna watch, I'm going to watch Academy. You know what we should have? We should have a guess what Amy's going to watch section. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, you know my what I what I actually watch doesn't always match up with my list. Yeah. Um, just because as things come across, I I find other things, but. I do want to see the holiday movies that made us. I want to see The Fierce, which also comes out this week. I know that I'm going to wind up getting roped into Captain Underpants Mega Blissmas. I don't like Captain um, Underpants. I can't do it. I don't either, um, but my nine-year-old does. I know I'm also going to get roped into Pokemon Journeys Part yep. 3. Um, then I have Angela's Christmas Wish on my list. I have Bog Beanie Bog on my list. Layla Everlasting. Um, oh, Just Another Christmas. Uh, you remember I had watched... No, Home for Christmas. Sorry, I had watched season yeah. one. I think for the last episode, season two is coming out. Right after, we're probably going to record the next one, but I'm going to mention it anyway. On December 14th is Tiny Pretty Things, which is another dance show that I'm super excited about. The Prom, December 11th, I can't wait for. And then I want to see um, Selena on December 4th as well. So I've got, I've got a couple to get through if... In fact, I wind up watching these and don't wind up watching something else. All right, all right. What about well, you, you guys Dave? already talked about Pokemon Journey. 
Alice in Borderland and Selena. So those are definitely the three that I'm going to uh, try to catch. This other one that I saw was Christmas Crossfire, which is about yeah, the guy foils an attempted murder. So it has Christmas in it. So I, I, that counts as a Christmas movie. So I'm gonna, <laughs> that'll be my Christmas movie that I watch. And then the other one that you guys didn't mention was Alien World, uh, where they like. Yeah. Oh, I saw I don't know that. How I feel yeah. about that yet? Yeah. It makes you nervous, man. I love a good sci-fi yeah. show, so that one is on the bottom of my list as a possibility. So that that actually comes out on the second, so that will be one of the earlier mm-hmm. shows. So it gives me time to watch. But that's it. Everyone, everything else you guys mentioned, but okay, I'm excited. Sounds like some good shows. It's interesting. Most of the normally the stuff that I want to watch is coming like at the end of our two yeah. week period of watching. This time, most of the stuff is coming out this week. That so I maybe I'll fit something so. for the uh, you might have missed section next time, Amy. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah, I won't. On principle, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what do you guys got yeah. for mm-hmm. best in show? <sighs> I don't even know. I don't think I have anything. Oh, you're trying to be like me. I got it. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, cool. I, if, I, if, I, if I was put to the fire, it would be Christmas Chronicles, but only because it was funny in a murdery elf sort of way. Like, not for what it <laughs> So semi-best be. in show. Yeah. Okay. Amy, what do you got? Okay. It's really hard for me to pick um, because I really, really loved Don't Listen. I was so happy that it was so scary. But I also, again, in a completely different genre, I really loved Over Christmas. I really, really did. So I have a tie between Don't Listen and Over Christmas. All right. And for me, it's real simple. Mine is Don't Listen. Been looking for a good scary movie to watch for, you know, the last two months. Finally found one. So... Real easy, don't listen, super good, really enjoyable, must watch if you're looking for a good scary movie on Netflix. So that's episode 15, everyone. Thank you for listening. As always, if you have anything to say, comments, recommendations, you want to criticize Damon. um, That's good. Yeah, just hit us up on Facebook, leave reviews on iTunes or wherever else you listen to. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online. <laughs>